Hi, everyone. My name is David Hunter Jr., the host of Post in Black, where we celebrate Black excellence behind the lens. We are so appreciative of all the support and the love that you've given to us. And without you, our audience would not keep growing like it has every single week. We just ask that you like, subscribe, and share this episode with your networks. Let people know why you like Posting Black. Write a review for us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast. We are so thankful and we can't wait to bring you more amazing content with these awesome guests. Enjoy today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Post and Black, where we celebrate black excellence behind the lens. Today, we have a very special episode. We have Kat McCauley in the building, editor and founder of Kim Productions. Kat, how are you doing today? Great. How about you? Oh, I'm doing amazing. Good. It's awesome <laughs> to have you here. I appreciate you being yeah, here. It's so great to be here. Yeah, yeah, we've been trying to get you here for a while, so we finally made it happen. Yeah, and I've been trying to get here for a minute. So <laughs> I was just like, everyone else is here except me. And I was like, all right, no, I got I to just well, reach out. Well, we're here. We're here. Yeah. And we're recording this in Black History Month, even though it's going to air after. So happy Black History Month yeah. to you. Yes, to you too. Yeah, yes. it's a blessing. Now, as tradition. It's black History Year. Black me, History but, Year. Yeah. Oh, come on. I'm like, every day. Black history, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. just like my mom always says, you know, Mother's Day is every day. Uh, <laughs> and what are you talking about? Mother's Day one day. No, Mother's Day is every day, for sure. Okay. Yeah. Now, you you know, you've seen the show, you heard the show. Mm-hmm. We always right. like to start with an icebreaker, just kind of we're easing into it. This is a conversation. It's fun. Can we do right. that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, All right. So if you're going to be 100 with us, what okay. are the best and worst purchases you've ever made? When you think about it in life, you're like, mm, that would, mm, I shouldn't have did that. I shouldn't have did that. And then, oh, yeah, I love that. Oh, best and worst. Yeah. Um, in life, man, mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a long time. <laughs> um, it could be last year. But, okay. Or but, pandemic. We was all buying stuff on Amazon we didn't need. I, I, oh, my God. <laughs> that's why I'm thinking because, okay, I had, I had boxes mm-hmm. set up, and then I went through the boxes, yeah. and... Um, Okay, one thing comes to mind. I bought this like mini washing machine. Yeah. And I had it in the box for like two years and I didn't open it. Wow. Yeah, I know. All <laughs> the mini all washing machine. Yeah. <laughs> and so then um, it's so funny. I opened it and then I just resold it really quickly. But um, <laughs> if I had all these things that I was reselling. Worst purchase. Um, oh, this is a good question. Um, best purchase would have to be. Um, oh, best purchase. Um, my rescue dogs, oh, like wow. getting my, yeah, those yeah. are my babies. Yeah. Oh, wow. My rescue pets. Awesome. How um, long have you had them? Oh, wow. There's a few. Um, well, Chongo is the OG. He's actually off. I get dogs off the street too. So yeah. that's like, um, so he was a chow okay. had a lot of issues, but he's a great dog. Um, and then there's Rudy. Rudy's about 11 years old. Mm-hmm. He's the OG. And then we have Bowie, the cat. Wow. Um, yeah, named after the school I went to, um, Bowden, but also David Bowie. Um, and she's crazy. And <laughs> yeah. now I have a new member, Coda, wow. who is um, a German Shepherd who okay. goes about up to my waist. Um, just normal. And, yeah. you know, when he puts his Shows all the yeah, love. ears. Yeah. yeah, he's like above my head. So wow. he's a big boy. Wow. Yeah. That is awesome. So, yeah. Those those are great purchases. I like that. Yeah. And a mini washing machine, my mind was just going, I was like, what is that? I, know. <laughs> I don't know why that came to mind, but I was like, okay, I'll go with it. You're going to be like, okay, that's the No, no, but purchase. that's, that's. I'm intrigued <laughs> now. Was, now it's like, I'm going to look at, look at that on Amazon. Like, what, what is it? What does that look like? What is it? You know what I mean? I thought of like when yeah. people have those, like those playtime setups when they're, they're children 
Yeah. Like they got the tea and all that. That's what I was thinking of, like one of those. Uh, that, probably, that probably would have been better. Yeah. Um, okay. I, I'm very impetuous. So, mm-hmm. you know, during quarantine, I was by myself with my pets. So I'm mm-hmm. like, you know, you, you can't, you know, interact with the world. Right. So I was like, I'm going to just buy everything that I see. So I needed a washing machine, too, because, you know, I, I didn't want to go out. So um, but like I said, I never really unpacked it because I kept one thing I'll do is I'll buy something and then I look at all the reviews. Oh, OK. Yeah. And then the negative reviews start taking over. So, you know, and then they were like they were like, it's a whole thing where you have to put it like in your bathtub and, you know, where it goes out, just the lot, dirty lot and the clean. Like, yeah. And change all. So I was like, it's it's too much. So I just yeah. bought like. I watch your diary and I have a little setup outside. So, Fine. you know, yeah. Right. No, so, no. Thank you for playing along you. and just yes. sharing that. Yeah. That was a good one. I was like, oh, my God, I can't. Yeah. I'm sure when I get home, I'll think of so many other things that I bought that are a disaster. <laughs> but, you know. Nah, nah, you started off great. And now we get to know you a little bit more. And obviously we are welcoming you again to Post and Black because we're here to talk about just your career and just how you even got into Post and everything. So you told us oh, a little yeah. bit about it with the school. Oh. Being named after, obviously, situation. Where did you grow up? Where are you from? Oh, that's going to be good. Um, I'm actually from Portland, Maine. Oh, wow. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so when I say that, usually in a room full of black people, it's like, you it's know, like, were there any black people in Portland, Maine? Exactly. Yeah, we heard of Portland, Oregon, but Portland, Maine, wow. I know. What was well, that like? Portland, Oregon was named after Portland, Maine. Because the um, the person who discovered Portland, Oregon, was from Portland, Maine. So, Come on. Yeah. And also, Otis Howard, who discovered well, Howard University, yeah. was from the school I went to in Maine, Bowdoin College. Can so, y'all, can I used we, to give the tours. Ooh, we are dropping nuggets <laughs> so, here on yeah. Posting Black. My goodness. <laughs> yeah. What was it like growing up in, in Portland, Maine? Oh, my God. Um, luckily, my grandmother had tons of kids. Mm-hmm. She had like eight kids. I'm um, adopted one. And so... Um, my cousins were kind of like my my best friends. Mm-hmm. So when you have family as best friends, it's yeah. weird when you leave that yeah. because you know how life can be. Right. <laughs> so right, I'm right. like, but but we're best friends. We're family. <laughs> we're not yeah. supposed to do that. Yeah. So um so yeah so that was but um obviously it was challenging you know because mm-hmm. um I think I was born with a, this this very Afrocentric mentality and I knew like. They would, you know, like in school, teachers would say things and I would rebut it. Mm -hmm. They would be like, you're in detention, but I'm in detention for thinking (laughs) outside the box. And my mother would come and get me and she'd be like, what is she in detention for? They couldn't say anything. It's just because she's proud to be black. So, you know, so um, and then my um, my stepfather um, came to to be, um, Mm -hmm. you know, in the equation and at first we were doing everything to get rid of him. Like we were like a little terror squad, like, you know, kind of like that Ice Cube movie. Yeah, we were like yeah. a, like a times a thousand and me with the ringleader. And um, but then he knew how to get everyone. Mm. So he just kind of studied us. And we were like, man, why, why is he looking at us? Like, Don't be weird. Right. And then he gave my sister um, art supplies. He, my brother um, was really into trucks and stuff. So yeah. he gave him something. He gave me the autobiography of Malcolm X. Wow. And it changed it changed my life. Wow. Right then and there. Yeah. That is that is an awesome story. And I'm I'm so intrigued, obviously. Yeah. My brother, um, he he went to school in in the Northeast. He went to school in Boston. And oh, so wow. obviously we I've I've heard of Portland, Maine before, but it was yeah. just so interesting. And I think like when you see people from those areas, you're right. you're very intrigued at like what the upbringing was and now yeah. being in Los Angeles, working on 
black shows, you know, everything like, you know, it's like, where does the foundation come from? Only black content, yeah, like, all of that. Um, yeah. I, I, I saw something, I'm jumping around a little bit, but obviously your upbringing there. Mm-hmm. I saw something based on your career that one of your first IMDb credits was 2010. 2010. Yeah, money, money, hungry. That was a project. Oh back then. yeah. Oh, for post. Yeah, for yeah, post. Yeah, for post. post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and we're talking about post. Oh my god. But so you didn't always start in post. You started in entertainment in a different regard, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I started off as um as an actor. Okay. And um, I was modeling and acting in New York. Okay. Um, I was in essence. So wow. Funny. I was like doing a lot Come of things. I was on. just like, yeah, it was so funny. Um, and then um. I was, um, oh yeah, just studying and just really, you know, I had my whole grind, like I was going to, you know, be an actor, you know, get discovered and then start, you know, my own production company because I didn't, I didn't want to work for anyone else. And then I would start like, you know, my, one of my main things was writing and, um, even the, um, the person that actually discovered, um, um, ben Berenholtz, he discovered mm-hmm. the um, Coen Brothers wrote Spike Lee's for a check. Yeah. He was mentoring me in New York oh, wow. um, with my writing. So I was on a certain trajectory, you know. And um, yeah, it's, it's it's interesting, my time in New York, because it was, um, I think it was a tale of, and this is what I tell a lot of people, like believe in yourself, because I don't think I believed in myself enough. So mm. a lot of people were seeing I was getting these opportunities and they were coming in my head and, you oh, know, man. weirding me out. And um, so I came out here and I um, and I just I said there there would come a time because I, f- I felt I was a filmmaker, mm-hmm. you know, because um, in New York, you're a filmmaker, so you can do everything. Right. You know, and Spike Lee had a group where it's like a lot of people would um, like from Spike Lee's camp, mm-hmm. there would be like an email list. So if you were hungry, you need a job. It's like you go on that list. Mm-hmm. If you want the people, someone gets you a job that day. Okay. It's like, wow. oh, I have a, a PA position, whatever, you know? And it was really great. And also if someone needed crew mm-hmm. on the weekends. So there's so many people, I would just go and, you know, crew up on the weekends. Cause yeah. they're like, oh, we need PA. We need someone to, can you cook? You know, it's like, not really. Well, can you stir <laughs> the pot? You know, it's like, we were all just doing stuff. Yeah. And um, through that whole network, I met Leander. Wow. Sales. And Leander Sales is the one who got me into um, post. That's incredible, and yeah. I, I, that's why we do this. We yeah. we love because it's so intriguing. It's like, oh, this this no path is the same. Yeah, you know what I mean. Really like funny. you know, go to Portland, Maine, and I'm actor <laughs> modeling in, in Essence. I'm in New York, yeah. and then I get into this group, and then I get sparked into something else. You know, yeah. even even a little bit similar, little bit to my brother with really? going to Berkeley College of Music. Oh, wow. He went for 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 music. Yeah, yeah. he went. For uh, composition, all that yeah. he was playing the piano, trumpet, all these different things. Mm-hmm. But then they were watching films, and that's how he got intrigued. He's like, "Wow, I love how music is incorporated into the films. I never yeah. looked at it like this. I want to actually put the uh, the films in there." Yeah. And so he came out here to L.A. Uh, Post production school, Video Symphony, now closed. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's how he got involved. Yeah, I did uh, Moviola. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. yeah so that's crazy. But yeah. Leander, Leander is a great, great guy. You bring him up. You know, so what was great. that like to get yeah. him involved in post? Because we've had him on the show, and he's yeah. been such a supporter of us. Yeah. Um, what was it like great. meeting Leander, and what intrigued you most about getting into post? Okay. Um, Leander is so funny. He's like he's a great person, and one of the one of the things I remember is like everyone was like, okay. I'm kind of not the way I am yeah. now. I was very Pollyanna, mm-hmm. but black. 
Oh, you know, okay. gotcha, gotcha. so but I was like this militant at the same time. <laughs> so it was really funny. I would I have these big like, you know, bows in my hair. Yeah. And, you know, Ash, Laura Ashley dress with like ballet slippers. And I'm like, fight the power. Fight like, the power. It was like, what the fuck? You know, I remember I remember <laughs> I, my first day in New York, I was Caribbean Day Festival. Yeah. And Spike Lee's like, psst, psst, Dorothy, Dorothy, what the hell are you doing over here? You're going to get killed, you know. <laughs> and so it's like. That actually, that actually was the first time I met Leander because Leander wow. was there. Wow. And, um, and then it's like through that network mm-hmm. that, you know, happened because if you were black, there's only so many black filmmakers in New yeah. York. Yeah. yeah. So everyone was helping everyone out. And so I remember Leander was like, have you ever been to a black movie theater? You know, because I was from Maine. And I was like, No. Like, what's, what's a black movie theater? You're Ooh, like, you don't know. No, that, that's what I'm asking. Yeah. For VR, I, yeah. yeah, I know. No, it's sure. like yeah, it was yeah. like so. It's like um, so it's it's like it's just in a predominantly black area. Yeah, you oh, know, yeah. like um, Magic Johnson out oh, here. We, yeah, yeah, we know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So um, so it was it was really funny because um, he was like, okay, go see the movie first at another theater, and then we're gonna go because everyone was talking and. It's like I was laughing so hard. It's like going to like open comedy. People are like out of the. Oh no! What's the show within the show? Yeah, it really, yeah. it really was. And I was just like, okay, so that like bonded us for friends, and we've kind of been friends, you know, for life since then. That's amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. You talking about black theaters? I remember like when I was younger and I couldn't drive. We get we got dropped off at the theater, and I would hate going to the, the theater in my neighborhood because. Mm-hmm. There was always something to be fights or people were coming to the theater. I remember once, like distinctly, he was like, anybody riding with Chris better come out the theater now. (laughs) And I'm like, why are they talking to the theater? Like it was always something. So I used to like want to drive. Once I got the license, I would drive to like a different neighborhood and try to go to movies there. Because I was like, I just want to watch the movie without (laughs) any foolishness. Like they would have a fight and then they shut the movie off and then you Uh wouldn't be able to watch it. Uh Like that was a regular. So yeah. you you said that it was like triggered something. I was like, oh no, I know. See, yeah. for, but for me coming up from the outside, I was like, this is better than the movie. Who cares oh. about the movie? You oh, know? Oh man, I, I was, was like, like, I'm was, tired of this. I know. I was like, that's that's one thing about social media. It's like you know, there's just so much talent out mm-hmm. there. You know? Yeah. And I know some some people get get mad about it, but I'm I'm just like, there's just so much talent out there that's not. Yeah. You know. Like the Hollywood um, blessing or whatever you have yeah. to get to to you know do this work. Yeah, it's just I I love I love social media because people can just you know put up a camera and do the thing. They do you it, know? especially nowadays. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now now I'm I'm touching back a little bit more. Like when Leander was talking to you and actually got you into the guild. You know, yeah. the, the the mindset of being an actor and then switching to post. What was yeah. so intriguing about post that made you say, yeah. you know, this this could be for me. It's so funny because um, I always considered myself a filmmaker and I was mm-hmm. like, okay, this is how I'm going to get there, right? Because right. my whole, it's still my goal to have my own production company, yeah. you know? And because um, I'm from a family of people who own their own companies and stuff, they didn't work for other people. Yeah. So for me to work for other people, I'm just kind of like, you know, like, slide out. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it's like eventually, you know, so I, so I, so I see that. Um, but no, it's like, you know, Leander was like, you know, working for Spike and everything. So you, you go around that magic. Mm-hmm. And um, and also, you know, he's very, um, you know, um, um, passionate about what he does. Yes, he is. And then Spike Lee was having a lot of the, um, oh, he would have these, um, 
oh, like free um, lecture series yeah. that he would do. Yeah. So I remember, I remember meeting Martin Scorsese. Martin Scorsese like, oh, do you guys want to go get coffee with us? We're just like, because we stayed to the end. We we're just like, we're, we're actually going to get coffee with Martin Scorsese. Uh. It was just like, you know, and at the time you don't know how big, well, I didn't know how big that is. Yeah. And now I'm just kind of like, you know, that he was putting like just normal people onto it. But um, wow. we kind of fell in love with um, filmmaking. And then, I saw that everything gets le- deposited at post. Mm-hmm. So I see I see all of it. Yeah. It's like, you know, you want to see your, say you're a great director, but you know what? I see all the outtakes. No, I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you are a great director. But you know what I mean? Or a great actor or whatever. It's like, I'm putting that, I'm, I'm, I'm working to put that together. Talk about it. Yeah. So, you know, um, but no, it's like um, one thing that I've been really blessed with is like, you know, um, with the jobs I've had, like incredibly and surprisingly talented, you know, people. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, this is the big thing working on white white shows versus black. Mm. Black people come in knowing their lines. Mm. <laughs> it's like I was just like, what? You know, it's like I, that's a big difference that I've noticed. Wow, you know? you know that that could be something to the point and uh, coming again from an actor standpoint where yeah. you don't always get those opportunities, so you can't yeah. blow that exactly. situation. Um, whereas some of some of our counterparts, it's like, oh, I didn't like I until I started casting a project, yeah. I didn't know people actors didn't show up for auditions. Yeah. I was like, I have ten names on the list and three people showed up. What yeah. what is that about? Mm-hmm. But when it's like, oh, whatever, it's just a casualness to the approach versus right. for us, I think it's like, no, we can't oh yeah, we can't do that. Is it the same for you, like in post, like even getting opportunities like from your first opportunity that you got? Up until now, where you're working as an editor on some pretty known shows, some of my yeah. one of my favorite shows, Snowfall. You know what I mean? Like yeah. BMF. My girlfriend watches that all the time. Yeah. Like there, there's shows that you're watching now that are really impactful. What was it like? Like what was the journey like from working on your first project to now you're working on these network shows? Like, yeah. do, can you believe it in a way? It's so funny. It's like, all right. I was always so intentional with things. Mm. If someone asked me, okay, this is kind of funny, and I don't want to sound arrogant. No, no. But it's like I get so focused on things. Mm-hmm. And there was another editor, and she was, like, really worried about getting her next job. I have my next job lined up and stuff. And she's like, oh, interviews, I'm just, make, they make me so nervous, you know, whatever. And I'm like, when I go into interview, I'm always thinking, am I going to be the first on, second on, or third on? Mm. You know? And it's weird because I shouldn't be that confident. Yeah. But I'm like, I, I interview for things I really love, so I'm really excited about it. So I don't, and that's the way I was as an actor too. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't get, like, a lot of actors would get really depressed. And I was like, ooh, but I know I nailed that. And look, like, you know, they picked a white guy for it because I used to I used to actually um, go to auditions that mm-hmm. were nondescript white men. Yeah. So I so I could audition more. So I'd be the only black person in all these, like, you know, heavy set white dudes. Yeah. And I wouldn't get it, but they would use something that I did. And I remember even Kevin Bacon actually saved my ass with my agency because I didn't get this part, but he he called them or his assistant called them and said what a great job I did. And the only reason I didn't get it was because they the studio, they fought for me, but they wanted a white male. So um, I don't know. I always had this thing in my head where when I go for things, I don't I don't think of like mm-hmm. that, like even if I don't get it, I'm, I don't think like, all right, like, oh, what was me or whatever? I'm like, OK, what did I do? good there what did I do what what could I do better Mm -hmm. it's always I don't know it's always been that kind of vibe with me so yeah you know 
I like that. I really, that confidence and then being intentional with even your words, what you tell yourself, like yeah. you're going into it like, oh, I know I'm going to be on a project. It's just a matter of what I'm doing. Yeah, I know, right? You know what I mean? And That's, I, I thought everyone did that. And until this woman said it, we were on the same show and she said it to me and I was like, doesn't everyone kind of do that, mm-hmm. you know? With with the two different, like, it's like two different mindsets you're getting to play with here. You know, yeah. the actor confidence yeah. and seeing in front of the camera and having that modeling experience and then having that foundation with Leander and then Spike Lee and you know, yeah. tea or coffee with, with Mars Cassetti after the fact. Yeah. And then now working on these shows. Is there a question about posts that you haven't been asked that you wish you were or that was answered for you once you started working in it more? You were like, oh, I don't, mm-hmm. I wonder why people like they're, that are trying to get in the post, they don't ask that. You know what I mean? Because like yeah. even with the interview process. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody's going into something, you watch them. They, they yeah. I, How I equate it to is people say, people in LA are fake. Yeah. And I say, I don't really think people are fake. We just don't have time to tell you what we think you should already know. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, you've been out here and you're doing all this stuff and it's like, oh, you're doing that? Okay. Mm-hmm. Unless it's like, I really yeah. rock with you a hundred. I don't have time to actually like tell you everything, especially if you're gung ho and doing right. it. Right, exactly. I'm like, well, you're going to find out. That's yeah. not the way you should go. Like, is there a question about getting in the post or working on a show or anything like that or interview process that you would like, that may help somebody yeah. For their interviews. Or I don't, I don't yeah. know if I asked that question correctly. If you're listening, I'm sorry for going in the circle there. Oh, yeah. No, 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 okay. no. Um, I think the thing is, like, um, maybe I could help out, like, um, I don't know if there's a particular question, because I probably have been asked it, because I do a lot of mentoring. So mm-hmm. people, you know, I talk yeah. to a lot of people. But, um, okay, this is, I mean, I can say one thing in terms of people getting in that I've noticed. It's like a lot of people will say the right things and they're into the whole um, pr- presentation of wanting to really do this yeah. and then the work behind it. I'm like, okay, so are you dead? Are you dedicating the time? Like I, one thing I'll do is like, you know, I've taught some classes because mm-hmm. when COVID came around, um, I was, I was not sure where I was going to be because I was like, I mean, to be real, I was really frustrated with a lot of the microaggressions of post-production because mm-hmm. it was like kind of the last bastion that we were integrating, you know, and because it was behind the scenes, it's like it wasn't happening as quickly. I mean, yeah. when we went to COVID, we had like a 3% representation or something, which yeah. was really low. So I did a lot of activism, you mm-hmm. know, and I was like, a lot of people with groups, I did kind of the activism of one. I was just like, all right, we need more like black female, you know, um, editors and assistants. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I did a summer summer editing, you know, mentorship. Yeah. And I got people like James Wilcox and, yeah. you know, um, Simon Smith, you know, from Chernobyl and, yeah. you know, a lot of great people and they dedicate their time because of it during COVID. And so then, you know, for us editors that were, you know, um, assistants that were moving up to editors, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and then we pull pull someone else up. So, um, and everyone wow. from that group is now working, <laughs> so which is great. Everyone's working in the industry um, who took that class. So then I did another one. I couldn't do it as, as, as like, going in as heavy, mm-hmm. but I did it for um, assistance, mm-hmm. and it was a six-week intensive. Wow. And um, 
and I'm I'm strict. I was like, you miss a class without without um, letting me know, you're yeah. out. Yeah. People would be like, oh please. I was like, yeah. I was like, no. You know, it's like if you if you just don't show up for work, you you're not gonna have the job. Yeah. So I was like, you know, I'm not gonna charge you for this, but at least you can show up. Yeah. So I ended started with twelve people. Ended up with four for that one. Hey. Yeah, but the four people, um, one of the. Um, gentleman Perry Pang, he's going to be assisting me on the, my next project. Yeah. So, you know, um, and the very last thing we did was I was like, you got to do turnovers. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. So everyone out there would be familiar with that. No, but, no, um, sure. yeah. I, one thing I, but that's a big thing is like have the work ethic. Mm -hmm. And also if you're talking to an editor, anytime I interviewed, I always knew what the editor worked on. I watched it. Yeah. Like also if I'm interviewing, I, I know what I'm interviewing for because I'm very intentional with what I want. Right. And um, when I was in reality, um, I was like very unhappy. And um, there was a editor from Scripted and he told me like, you know, like you're, you're this is the blueprint of your life. People are gonna look back and they're gonna see this. Like you saw, yeah. you know, where I came from. Yeah. And he's like, you want it to reflect you as a person mm -hmm. and you don't want to have things that you are um, ashamed of. Mm -hmm. So I just started going forward in life like that. So mm -hmm. every time I go into something, it's like, you know, cause there are a lot of times they're like, oh, we interview people and they haven't even watched a show. You'll get found out pretty quickly yeah. uh, in this, in this industry. One of the things yeah. I, I work with, um, I've worked with uh, Amy Aniobi and that super special mm -hmm. her team. So I was like a producer on a couple of her shorts wow. uh, recently. So we mm -hmm. just wrapped one. Mm -hmm. um, but one of That's the things cool. she said, yeah, it was really cool. But one yeah. of the things she said, she's like, you know, when we were on set insecure, one of the directors came on and was like, "Well, somebody's phone rang." He was like, mm -hmm. "Answer it and tell them, tell them you're available." <laughs> <laughs> and I just bust out laughing because it was like it was so funny. But it's like yeah. that that seriousness to the craft yeah. and that intention you're talking about when somebody shows up. Yeah. You know, I was I was going to ask, but I think you you said it there. What makes a good editor when you were teaching these people? Yeah. Um, these these editors. What were some of the things yeah. additional things well, besides work ethic you were telling them? Oh yeah. Oh well, in terms of yeah. um, teaching, I was or, actually, or mentoring. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, I was actually one of the mentees. Oh wow. You know because yeah, that was the funny thing about it. And they were like, they were like the fact that you would take this upon yourself and do this because I just got frustrated with what our guild wasn't doing, mm -hmm. and um, I just got tired of going in rooms and arguing with people about what should be done. Yeah. And that's why I was like, for everyone, I think the one thing is the power of one. If you really want to do something, yeah, like you know, because I know I add, I helped add to the number of yeah. you know black people in post production, right. and that's what I wanted to do. And I knew there was an opening, and it's like, you know, it's so sad that black people had to die for people to get aware. But George Floyd, because I was I was already poor George Floyd. I actually sent out a notice and I said, can people share their stories about being in post production? Mm -hmm. And I, I was like, I won't use your name. So I wrote one letter with about 20 different voices wow. and I handed that into the union before George Floyd. And, you know, they were like, you know, it was like, oh, interesting letter, you know, or whatever, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, did you yeah. make it up? And it's like, no, these are, these yeah, are things that stories. are really happening yeah. in post-production that we need to start addressing as a union. And um, George Floyd um, died and then people started becoming intentional about, you know, making diversity not mean mm -hmm. um, white men and white women because <laughs> mm -hmm. white women with diversity. So you have a whole white crew and you're just there like, okay, how was that inclusion? So I also got together with some some other like producers. Um, I worked for with um, Better Things, Pamela Ad Adlin. Mm -hmm. Pamela Adlin actually was the one who referred me to um, 
Lena Waite. So my yeah. first show was 20s. Yeah. So it was a, it was a different way of going about it because mm-hmm. I had a really great relationship with the showrunner and the producer. And one of her producers um, came with me and a, a writer and another person. And we put together like a pamphlet mm-hmm. for how to integrate post um, organically. And um, a lot of times with different organizations, they want to be part of it. We were like, here, you can have it, yeah. you know. And we saw a lot of people revamping their inclusion and, you know, using some things. Yeah. And it's like, you don't have to be credited, but it's like, you know what I mean? It's I do, like, yeah. you just want to make that change. And so that's why I was just like, okay, I'm just going to go out by myself and do these little things. And, you know. You got you got to trailblaze. You know what I mean? You yeah. got to get out there if well, you can't wait sometimes. For yeah. It. And participate. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. It's like, and I think a lot of people are like, oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. And it's like we have a window or opportunity a lot of times, you mm-hmm. know, um, when when we're back in. So you have to, like, get as many people in the door as you right, can. As you, you know? can. Yeah. I, it's like, I mean, I was I was telling somebody it's a feeling sometimes you have, yeah. you know, I, I felt a couple of years ago. I was like, oh, I mean, yeah. I'm at a real like this is a this is a juncture where yeah. it's very important because there's a window that's opening. Yeah. If I don't, if I don't make this move now. It's not going to happen. It could happen, but it may not happen the same way. Yeah. It may take a little bit longer. Right. Um, But, you know, the three most popular letters after George Floyd were DEI. You know what I mean? Like diversity, you know, like just all these diversity, equity, inclusion, everything just popped off. Yeah. Um, Speaking of all everything you've done, I want to, I want to fast forward a little bit here. We're not going to take up all your time and everything, but you're working on some pretty, pretty cool shows, pretty popular shows. What is, what is a day to day like for you? And and how do you have the balance to like work on these things? What what's the mindset when you're going into work on you know All American Homecoming or when you've worked yeah. on Snowfall or or film? Yeah. Uh, yeah the, what what is the process yeah. for you as an editor? Because there's so yeah. many different yeah. perspectives. Oh, I just want to clarify. I was still oh, yeah. an assistant on um on Snowfall. Oh yeah, assistant. So, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. yeah, yeah. That's what I, meant I just wanted to, to make sure. I um, yeah. yeah, but I love that show. I yeah. would have loved to edit on it. Yeah, like, I meant yeah, I meant I editing. Yeah, I tried. Nah, <laughs> so I, you know, yeah. it's, like, <laughs> it's, it's like I would get my scenes in. My and my editor was really great on that show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but um, on like BMF and um, yeah, it's like um. It's so funny because when I worked on BMF. Um, we had a showrunner, his name was Randy and, mm-hmm. um, his name is still Randy and he, he was, <laughs> he, 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 he was just great. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, and for me, I intentionally work on black content and I like to work with black creators, mm. you know, because I'm like, we've been waiting so long to tell our stories. It's like, I want to hear it through our, our lens, mm. you know? And, um, yeah, it, I mean, I love my job, you know? It's yeah. like, it's so funny because I was talking to my sister and to some other people in my family and they, everyone would talk about retiring. And I was like, it never crossed my mind that I would actually retire. I, I thought I would just like kind of die doing this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I'm like, I can, but I can yeah. see myself doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Thelma Schumacher is still, you know what I mean? Yeah. Killing it. And um, I look at people like that. She, I mean, I met her. It's amazing. Um, I couldn't believe she took my hand and she was like, it's like, oh my God, she's like yeah. editing royalty. And, um, you know, it's like, but yeah, she, I mean, she's so full of life and vibrant and she's like 83 years old. Right. You know? And um, so, so um, yeah, I mean, I go in and, but I love what I do because I'm being intentional about the kind of projects I'm going to work on. Mm-hmm. So I see so many people phoning it in because they're just like, you know, and you've talked to them about the show they're working on. 
And they're like, oh yeah, whatever, you know, and they don't care. Wow. And um, you don't want to have like a career like that no. if you can control it. Like obviously you yeah. want to take care of your bills and all that, but you want to yeah. have a, like a job where you enjoy going yeah. to work and doing what you're doing and feel proud about it. Right. You know? I feel like that when I, you know, I follow you, we follow you on social media. Yeah. I feel like there's joy and excitement about the shows you're doing. Oh, yeah. You don't mind like sharing like, hey, look. I just cut this episode tonight or I'm working on this. Like, I feel like that. I get that vibe from you. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And that's why I'm, I'm, I am I mean, I, I I love doing it, you know. And with, you know, Homecoming, it was like the topics that, you know, going to HBCU, you yeah. know. I did go to, um you know, Howard for a semester, mm-hmm. you know, my semester away. And it just like, you know, one thing I told the showrunners is like when I went in, um when I stepped on the campus at Howard, it's something that I hadn't experienced before. Like mm-hmm. my shoulders, like. I carry a lot of tension here. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, everything dropped like an inch. It was like I is like this is what it's like to be the majority. Yeah, it's different. <laughs> yeah, and um, I think that kind of cinched the interview for me. You know, yeah. we talked about that. We talked about that, and um, because I think they expected another response. But you know, they were talking about like bomb scares and things like that. You know, and um, t- you know, traffic stops and things like yeah. I mean, I've I've been stopped. You know, and mm-hmm. you know. Like not harassed to the extent that they that they they were in this episode, but you know definitely yeah. like harassed. Yeah. And um, so there's things that I can relate to on a personal level. So I think that's I think that's really powerful. Like being related, being able to relate to the content you're right. doing. You know, we've done interviews with Daisha Broadway. She worked on yeah. You know, I want to dance. Whitney Houston. Whitney yeah. Houston want to dance. Just want to dance yeah. and talked about like being a fan. Yeah. Already, just like. Obviously, I want to, you know, I, I want to do a big project. I want to work yeah. on a feature, but like, I am a fan first. I'm, I'm really excited about this. Aisha, right. Aisha Horn is a good friend of mine. Yeah. She worked on Twenties and just yeah. being in that. She worked that, with me. Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. Yeah, That's exactly. how I met, I met yeah. you guys. Yeah, she worked with yeah. you, and like, yeah. she was talking about just being in that vibe, like that energy, seeing the young, like the, relating those conversations. That exactly. energy is just something that's that's really dope. I hope yeah. on, on my side too to be able to like work on projects like yeah. that that you're proud of, not just like, oh, I gotta yeah. get a check. That's think I think that's powerful. There's a group called Optimize Yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of things I was already doing, mm-hmm. but it's kind of cool because it's it kind of shows creatives mm-hmm. how to be very intentional. Mm-hmm. And you have some people in there who are going um like going on IMDB and they're reaching yeah. out to like people that they really want to talk to yeah. and getting responses. So it's like I think that Hollywood is so much about telling us things are out of our reach. And I bought that for a while, you know. And, um, okay, really interesting story. Um, When I first got into this, when I first went to New York, my very first time, right, Mm -hmm. I went to this club and Prince was there. (laughs) And I just stepped over the little rope and went over to Prince, told him that we were born on the same day. And long story short, I ended up partying with Prince and, and Sheila E and all these people that night. But wow. I didn't know I couldn't do that and I shouldn't do that. So throughout his life, when he saw me, he's like, cat, you know, it's so so weird. And my boyfriend didn't um, believe me at one point. <laughs> and then we ran into him and he was like, I'll be damned, you know, be like, because, yeah, yeah, because he invited us into this thing. And it was just really funny. But it ended up being something that was just really cool, like for mm-hmm. so many years, you know. Yeah. Um, but. I was like, I didn't know that I shouldn't step over that rope, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And because I didn't know and I would look so naive, he was like to the bodyguard, I said, no, let her come, mm-hmm. you know? 
And um, and I was pulling my my friend behind me at the time. He was like, he was like, what are we doing? You know. Yeah. But um, I think a lot of my life has been um, not knowing that I shouldn't do certain things yeah. and doing it anyway. And I think that I think that people, if they have that freedom, like put the work ethic behind it. Mm-hmm. But um, wow, go up to someone that makes you uncomfortable. What are they going to do? Say, get away from me? Okay, fine. You know, you turn around and yeah. you know. Sometimes you get that, but um, you yeah. still have to. You still have to try to, um, like you know, meet your heroes and mm-hmm. to go where you want to be. Even if you're an actor, you know, it's yeah. like go up to someone you know who like Spike Lee's around. Like, hey, I really love your work and stuff like that. You you might say that line that just yeah. really you know resonates with him, and he's a creator, so he feeds off of like your love. Yeah, you know, of his of his art. You know, so. That's powerful. There's, there's a word. I mean, that was almost like you actually closed us with what I was going to ask you, just oh, like really? some advice. What you just said was really powerful and it hit for me. It's like there's a freedom and yeah. just and just making a decision and you just don't know. Right. You know what I mean? Like what what's what's going to happen? I think we're so many, so many times we're restricted by fear. Right. And so just I think just retracting, retract, you know, recapping everything yeah. from from your experience growing up Portland, Maine. New York yeah. actor Essence mm-hmm. Spike Lee, it's like the audacity, but it wasn't audacity. Yeah. It was just your norm. Audacity yeah. was your norm. You know, going to Howard, like okay, cool. And then Leander and like putting like they they implemented things inside of you, which was like oh I can do that. Oh I can't be an actor and model, but I can go post. Oh I I want to work on things that are powerful that intrigued me, and I'm I'm going to ask these right. questions. I want to help. So it's like you're not waiting for opportunity. You're taking it. Yeah, I, I think that's fire. We we gotta we probably gotta get a part two, but. <laughs> if, if if people want to be inspired and just follow what's going on with you, where can they they follow you? Social media, what can we do? Oh yeah, I'm I'm all over IG and yeah. um, I'm really into animal rescue. So okay. if you if you want to foster a, a pet even yeah. for a few weeks, it's like we need it right now. Wow. You know the shelters are it's just crazy what's happening, the abuse, the you know everything. Yeah. So I've been even my two weeks off. I'm like. I have a rescue, you know, dog mm-hmm. that's sleeping in the car right now because he was so tired from <laughs> from the park that he yeah. didn't want to get out. And um, so I'm bringing him um, to um, an airplane so he can fly out to meet his forever family. Wow. So yeah, so um, I really, I really think that's important. Like finding something that you know is is outside of yourself. Yeah. And you know, getting involved with that and just you know. Um, I think I think um, Daniel Washington said it. You know, like have a life outside of this, yeah. so you can infuse that in, exactly. and that makes your art even, yeah. you know, better and more relatable. So, yeah, no, this this has been amazing. No, this has been amazing. Great. It's a pleasure to have you and just you sharing your your story and just that the, all these tidbits of gems and wisdom. And obviously, oh, we're gonna we're so. gonna keep it going. We're gonna keep talking to you, but really appreciate you being here for oh, us. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, thank All you right. so much. And then for those of you that are tuning in and watching and listening, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Post and Black. Be sure to follow us on all of our social media channels. Make sure you click the subscribe button and listen to wherever you uh, you listen to your podcast. Apple, Spotify, we love it all. Appreciate the support, and until next time, stay black. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Post and Black. This episode was produced by Made for More Entertainment in partnership with Trailblazer Studios. It was executive produced by Tatiana M. Johnson, Daniel K. Hunter, and David Hunter Jr. Producers for this episode, Eric Johnson and Aurelia Belfield. Production coordinator, Tyler Mitchell. Our special guests, Kat McCauley, and hosted by David Hunter Jr. This episode was edited by Lyndon T. Bost. 
Audio Post Re-Recording Mixer, Ryan Virgin, and Theme Song Sanctuary by Charles. BTS Photography provided by Jane Nuts. This has been a Made For More production in partnership with Trailblazer Studios.